Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right. Hello and welcome, welcome and hello. Today is Sunday, June 25th, and it's a Richard and Jeremy only podcast episode. That's right. There's no Michael. (laughs) So if you want to tune out now, now's your chance. Yeah. (laughs) Today, uh, we're going to talk about the Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox cartoon, because when Michael's away, the boys will play. I I thought we should talk about it. It's... um, I would argue it's better than the comic. Um, I just figured it'd be another thing to talk about until we're able, all able to see the Flash movie. But yeah, I guess we should start into that. So, Jeremy, your Wellmings? Yes. So on this one, I so on the on the comic, I was on the lower end of pleasantly whelmed. Uh, but with this one. It definitely pushed me more into the pleasantly whelmed, close to overly whelmed. Um, wow! Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm solidly in the pleasantly whelmed, and I, I just enjoyed it. It, it, it filled a lot of holes to me. It seemed like that the comic left out. Um, it did a better job of to me, just not. I, I mean, I guess the, you kind of have to redo it a little bit, but you know, and one of my issues in the comic was that it just jumped right in and I had to try to figure out what the heck was happening <laughs> like after by the midway through the first comic book. But this one did a good job of just kind of setting it up and showing where he lost his mom in the beginning and everything. So yeah, I was done definitely I was like solidly and pleasantly well. Yeah. I, um, I think I would agree with you on that. I think I'm this one I was teetering between or the comic I was teetering between, uh, whelmed to pleasantly whelmed. But yeah, this one plant, I plant two feet into the pleasantly whelmed category. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it. I like this, especially um, the introduction before we get the title crawl of the movie, I think is a way better setup to why Barry does this. Yeah. Like I loved that. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but yeah, this movie is all, it came out in July uh 2013 July 30th. So this movie is so close to being a decade yeah. old. I think it was uh I think it was definitely rated PG-13. Yep. Uh its runtime was an hour and 21 minutes and 10 seconds and I did this because you would probably ask it. I'm not bringing it back though. I'm doing it one, <laughs> it's a one and done only. <laughs> the actual runtime for this movie is 1 hour 17 minutes and 36 seconds. Oh nice. Yeah. Um but yeah, the intro it starts off very different from the comic. Like we get the little bit where the car is broken down on the road and Barry's trying to wave someone down and you know his mom's like, you know, don't mess with that and he's like I would have stopped and helped. Uh that's yeah. very much the same. But then we get the rogues are attacking the Flash Museum. And it's revealed that Eobard Thawne was the one who set them up and he's set a trap for the Flash. How did you feel about this little sequence? I personally loved it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool seeing some of his because uh, I mean, this is obviously like, I mean, I did watch the a little bit of the Flash on CW, but I mean, really, actually getting my first, I guess, real introduction to uh, the Flash. So you got to see kind of some of his villains that he dealt with <laughs> yeah. a little bit. The top. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. really? The top? <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw those. And that, I mean, that was kind of cool. Like I thought like it was, it was very interesting seeing it kind of all play out. But at the same time, I was, I was sitting there like, I don't know that Eobod thought this out very well. Like <laughs> it just kind of got foiled real easily. Yeah. So. <laughs> I um I the 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 rogues that we see the the flash rogues are Captain Boomerang, Captain Cold, Heatwave, Mirror Master and the Top. Um I all of those are pretty much classic uh flash rogues. I think they should have thrown the top away and had <laughs> uh maybe uh was it Weather Wizard or golden glider or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, his I've always I've told you this in the past before we even started this podcast. The Flash's rogues are all really dumb. The only one that's really cool to me is maybe Captain Cold. And yeah. anyway, uh I, I love, did like that little part like with Captain Cold where <laughs> Flash is chasing after top. And then all of a sudden he rounds the corner and there's that big old ice ramp, basically. <laughs> yeah, he, he like <laughs> Looney Tunes himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one was really cool. Um, yeah, there's a book I eventually want us to read. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a really cool Captain Cold moment um, that I'm not going to spoil here. Um, but it's called, uh, oh crap, Forever Evil, I believe. It deals with the crime syndicate, which is a evil version of the justice league from a different earth that come through. And, um, anyway, it, it's really cool. Uh, I like captain cold. I, that's pretty much it. I don't really like, I like gorilla Grodd, but he's not really seen in this one all that much. Yeah. But, uh, what did you think about like Thawne, you know, attaches the, the bombs to <laughs> the, the rogues gallery <laughs> And they're all like, oh, shit. And then the <laughs> Justice League shows up and they defuse the bomb. What did you think about that part? I, I mean, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny as far as like they all didn't realize what they were signed up to do mm -hmm. pretty much. I, I want to know what they thought they were doing. Like, I, I'd love to know the deal that he made with them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was I mean, it was cool seeing like each of them. um each superhero kind of diffusing it their own way and <laughs> Aquaman using the bacteria or whatever to gnaw it away. <laughs> Microbes. Yeah. And he, we're like, the, I, cause I would have been the same way as like the villain. Like he just threw him in the water, like <laughs> do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the different, like I love that they showed the different ways yeah. of how each hero diffuses the bomb. And my favorite is Superman because I love he just he just grabs it and claps it really yeah. tight and he says the line to uh, Heat Wave he's like the waiting is the hard part <laughs> like a, yeah. and, and Heat Wave's looking like oh god I'm gonna die I am. Um, and I yeah mean, just but, right there by like a rather important area like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I love uh you mentioned the Aquaman one I I had a thought I'm like. So they're establishing Aquaman 
can control microbes in the water. Well, there's microbes inside of you. Oh, yeah, And sure. humans are made of like, you know, whatever, 75% water. I forget what percentage right. it is. And I'm like, can he control the microbes inside of you? Like that, like, can he Ooh. give you like a stroke? Like that's horrifying <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> See a, a bloodbender? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, something creepy like that. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, I just was like, that's kind of a cool take on Aquaman. I didn't know he could do something like that. Yeah, he actually has a little bit of a purpose. Yeah, exactly. point. <laughs> well, also, what did you think about the way he was drawn? Because I wrote down that he looks like John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, honestly didn't get that. Um, the one that I did think that was kind of weird uh, was Eobard. Eobard? I don't remember. Eobard, sorry. Because, yeah. uh, like, the way his his waist was drawn, like, I don't know, it was very, it was whenever he was like at a side view, like it was a very disproportionate kind of look to me. I don't know. It was, it was just kind of weird one. I didn't even notice that. (laughs) He's got a runner's waist, I guess. (laughs) I guess. I love the, um, the voice acting for Eobard. Um, there's a, there's a couple of cool, like famous people. Kevin Conroy, the famous Batman, the animated series voice actor returns for Batman. Uh, I love him. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Nathan Fillion played Hal Jordan. I love that. Oh, did he? Yeah, I I love that. And it makes me want to, I'm like, now that I think about it, I would love Nathan Fillion playing Hal. Especially he's the right age, at least depending on how you do Hal. A lot of times in the comic book, he's depicted as like, whatever, maybe like late 40s where he's got like gray temples and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh I'm like I feel like Nathan Fillion is the right age to play like an older Hal. Um but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Also, this one's not so cool. Michael B <laughs> Jordan plays Cyborg. And the reason why I say it's not cool is we've seen Michael B Jordan, first off, he's a great actor. And we've seen him do great voiceover work from like the What If episode that he was in. Oh yeah. But he is, and I know this was like a decade ago, but he is straight up phoning it in on his, like he's just <laughs> reading his lines in this in this uh, animated movie. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. Like, I, but I mean, do you think maybe, uh, I mean, I, that's could be that he's just trying to be like more like cyborg-ish, like very. Yeah, maybe. Very like robotic almost. If that's the case, then he should have gone like more robotic, I think. Because <laughs> the scene that I think of is when he's talking, like he's, I don't know, like repairing himself or something. He's in yeah. that like Darth Vader, like changing tube or whatever. And he's talking with the president. And there's a line that he says, and he's like, he's just so flat. And I'm just yeah. like, there should be some emotion there. <laughs> <laughs> But I hadn't thought of it that way. Maybe that is why he did it. But I think he should have gone more hammed up the robot, like talked like this or something in some yeah. aspect. Um, but yeah, so uh, Eobard gets defeated. I, I think that's right. really cool how like they diffuse all the different bombs and how Flash tells, you know, like, hey, you've got the same powers as me, but you just don't have, you know, uh, the creativity yeah. And uh Eobard puts when he's being taken off to prison, he puts the little bug in his ear that will set off the events for the flashpoint for this movie. 
And yeah. I really like that idea compared to the way the book just sort of starts off and Barry has woken up from being in this new universe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause like it, it, it still gives that whole kind of effect of, um, that you don't like, even you as the watcher, you don't necessarily know that he went back in time and changed anything. You just see him takes off. He just says he's going to, you know, tells Batman or Superman, whichever one it was that you know, he can just run it off. Yeah. And he just takes off running. And the next thing he's just waking up on his desk. So, um, that would have been something that, you know, we wouldn't have, like, as, as the watcher, you wouldn't have known what happened. And, you know, my wife was actually watching it some with me. And, um, so that was one of the things is like, so is he flash or is he like, uh, and so I kind of went ahead and filled her in a little bit, but, uh, so I like that aspect of it that you could go ahead and kind of piece it together as you go along. Like, Oh, that must've been whenever he went back and yeah, he must've changed something. Yeah. He definitely, um, they kind of give you little clues like he's missing his ring. Right. Um, which if you're not a big comic book person, you don't know that his suits in his ring. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But when he, the the biggest thing for me is when he like trips and falls down those steps, which those steps compared to the comic are much, much like less. Like there's, there's, <laughs> it's just a stoop instead of yeah. like a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could definitely see him coming out of that, like with just some cuts and bruises, not yeah, exactly possibly breaking a neck in, in the comic book, which like, so that was one of the things that like, as we're going through this that I really liked about this this show is that it still kept to the the like the premise the basics of that comic book like it just yeah embellished a few areas and kind of went a little bit deeper and that's what I really really like about it is that it just you can see it following and you so since we had just read it and I hadn't really had time to forget about the comic yet um <laughs> I could remember like what was kind of coming up next and so and it gave a little bit more details here or there that I really liked that the comic couldn't necessarily give. Yeah, and I I, I agree. I think that's why I like this. And this is unfortunately it's kind of downhill. I think from here with the oh. DC animated cartoons. Yeah. I mean they're they're still way like leaps and bounds better than anything Marvel puts out. Um, <laughs> but DC's animated division make really great like adaptations of the comics because a lot of the times it's just the comic brought to life but they add yeah. some more detail or they change something that doesn't work and that's what this did I thought I thought it did a great like I wrote down basically from here on it's just the comic we've read but they like fix some of the things that don't work and like add some more like depth to it yeah yeah I have to agree so uh, at that point, you know, Barry's talking with his mom and, you know, she's all like, who the hell's the Flash? And then she's like, oh, you mean like Batman? And then we get the the scene of Batman fighting Yo-Yo. I wrote down that this was a just a great like animated fight scene. Yeah. I loved the like the action and the way everything's animated and drawn. It just it's so cool. And yo, Michael we mentioned that like element woman was like kind of like the Harlequin. I would argue that yo-yo is kind of like the yeah. Harlequin of this weird universe. Yeah. Which actually that's what my, my wife had said. She's like, is that the Harlequin? I was like, I actually know that that's yo-yo. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, cause she was very, very similar to it. And I, I liked in this one where immediately 
I mean, you could tell something was different because like they drew the Batman costume a little bit differently than just a standard Batman. And the biggest giveaway, obviously, is that he was using guns. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was already right off. And so you, you knew something was different here. So. Which I understand that Yo-Yo is very agile and she's got like Yo-Yos, but like, does <laughs> yeah. does Thomas Wayne not know how to aim? <laughs> like he's he's like a stormtrooper. <laughs> I was about to say he must have went stormtrooper academy. <laughs> like he's so bad at shooting someone. <laughs> yeah. He really was. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, I so just skipping ahead, but we eventually Barry gets to the yeah. the Bat Cave, and you know, they have the same sort of conversation confrontation in the comic. But I love in this one, they just sort of like Barry already figures out that it's Thomas Wayne. Like it didn't take that yeah. long, but it was yeah. just immediately he was like, oh my God, you're Thomas Wayne. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, just yeah. speed it along. We don't need to like let that carry out um, any longer than it needs to be. But I, I also love when he's eventually telling him, he's like, okay, I got to get my powers and I need all that stuff over there and some really bad weather. And then immediately you hear thunder <laughs> and, and Thomas is like, welcome to Gotham. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, I did too. And like the other thing that I, during the whole process of the, him trying to get his powers, <laughs> I love too, that um, it made me chuckle whenever they did went to the second round and you, they they pan over to Thomas and he's just taking a swig of out of his flask while just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe laugh and like, my wife didn't quite catch it. And she's like, are you, are you laughing about somebody getting electrocuted? <laughs> I was like, well, no, but it's just, it's because he's drinking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you, if you decide to go back and watch it for whatever reason, um, the bat cave in the background is just littered with Empty bottles of booze. <laughs> like, I was just laughing yeah. how there's just so many bottles of booze all over the place. Yeah, which I, I mean, that is pretty funny, but I can also understand <laughs> kind of what he go like. I mean, I, obviously, I can't oh, yeah. understand, but I can imagine at least a little bit. And uh, I don't ever want to understand, but yeah, no, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I can, it, yeah, but that, that it was just, I, I love like that, those little details that they put in there. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to make sure you know. <laughs> so at this point in the story, it then cuts to, which we didn't really mention in the comic, but Deathstroke um, mm-hmm. has like a ship and he's like sailing the like where London or Britain has been like underwater. And we see uh, a couple of names like Clayface, uh, obviously Lex Luthor. Um, anyway, Deathstroke is also, I forgot to mention this uh, earlier, he's voiced by Ron Perlman, which I thought was really cool. And yeah, I think it's a great voice for Deathstroke. The guy, he plays yeah. uh, Hellboy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. He's um he's in a lot of things. He's, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think, he's in the the Kaiju movie. I forget what that's called. Oh. Um, Pacific Rim. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, he's in a, yeah, a ton of things. But uh, I thought that was really cool. I mm-hmm. hate the voice that they got for Lex Luthor. It does not suit him at all. Um, we also see during that, because eventually Aquaman's team uh, shows up, we see Orm, who is Ocean Master. He's the villain in the Aquaman movie with Jason Momoa. Uh, we see all different versions of the sidekicks for Aquaman. We see Aqu- Aqualad 1, 
Aqualad 2 and Aqua Girl, which I thought was really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Aqualad 2 is the he's from the uh Titans cartoon, I believe. And he's also from the comic books, but I love his like abilities. He can he has like these like water lightsabers and they can like cut through pretty much anything or they can like form a shield because he has like he's like Mira where he's like an aqua kinesis or water kinesis or something like that. Um, It's really cool. That is really neat. I thought that fight scene was was really neat when they were attacking all of them. Uh. But yeah, we um so when when Flash, you know, does his crazy moment and he gets struck by lightning and gets third degree burns and chemical burns and all this stuff, he has visions of this new yeah. uh new world and we get a little bit more context, which I liked a lot because I think this stuff was in like tie-ins and stuff like that, but we see, you know, the Superman um capsule you know, crashes into, which they mention in the comic, but we actually see it happening there. Um, The thing that I like is the Aquaman, Wonder Woman, like how this war got started. Yeah. Um, Apparently, uh, Aquaman sees Wonder Woman and gets the vapors, (laughs) and they get it on, and Mera, his wife, sees it, and then she tries to kill Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman takes her head. (laughs) Yeah. Which is crowds, like, Jesus, Diana, like, like, and then she wears her crown and she mentions it in this movie uh, because Aquaman's like, you killed my wife and you're wearing her crown like a trophy. And she's like, it's not a trophy. It's a warning. I'm like, yeah, but it's still fucked up, Diana. (laughs) Yeah. um, I wish we would have seen that fight because Mira is no pushover. And that would have been a really cool fight to see is Mirror versus Wonder Woman. I think that would have been a really cool fight to see. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, although Captain Marvel would have just wiped the floor with him. (laughs) Lord. (laughs) Wait, are you talking about Shazam Captain Marvel? Or are you talking about Brie Larson Captain Marvel? Brie Larson. She would have just come in and be like, ah, just go away. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Anyway, she probably would because she's like, she's quite powerful. Like she's up there with she could probably go toe to toe with Superman, like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but we also see the origin of this Batman and Joker, which is my because I'm a huge Batman fan, is my favorite. Like we see Thomas Wayne literally beating Joe Chill to death with his bare hands. And then we see this Martha becoming the Joker, which is yeah. a huge twist on this story. Yeah, which I, I thought was crazy and again my wife saw that one too and she was like so she, that, that's at first I, she didn't know so she's like that's just really messed up like that's kind of kind of creepy I was like, well, that's, she becomes this world's a joker and I, I thought it was it was very interesting to see that change and like you could even see it like I watch them with subtitles on and it, it it even showed in the in the bottom where it started saying laughing maniacally and I, <laughs> I was like oh Oh geez, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The um, there's a Brian Azzarello tie-in book to it that goes into the whole detail of all that, and we get to see more of the Joker. And we should maybe read it one day. Um, yeah, it's um, one of the few like Brian Azzarello Batman books that I like. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's cool. Yeah, we also get the which I liked because it's never revealed in the comic book this like weird doomsday device that Aquaman has 
we get that reveal and it's just it's just Captain Adam and they're going to basically use him to become an atom bomb. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I like that twist personally. Yeah, I do too. And like you said, I, I like seeing the actual understanding of it and everything, like what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you'd be like, who? Exactly. <laughs> Captain Adam, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's slightly shown at the beginning when the Justice League shows up and I think that's the reason why, only reason why he's in that scene is so that people kind of know who he is yeah. when he later shows up in the story. Um, then we get to Lois Lane is in New Themyscira, and she's running from the Amazonians, and a fucking Cerberus shows up. <laughs> I was like, there's, there's two, like, Greek mythology creatures. Maybe I missed a few, but the only two that I saw, we saw a Minotaur and then the Cerberus. Yeah. And I was like, holy hell, she has a Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I do too. It was like, you know, that was a big old massive thing chasing after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then of course, Zoom shows up because we don't get like in the comic book where Zoom shows up and he's like, Oh, good to see you alive, Miss Allen, and stuff like that. Right. Instead, he shows up here and he saves uh, Lois Lane from the Amazonians. And it's a way to like taunt, or eventually that information will get to Barry that will lead Barry here. Right. All part of Zoom's plan. But I love that the finally we get the resistance with Grifter and all <laughs> of them. But I love that they just basically claim that they they saved Lois. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever say yeah. like, oh, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, they say like, we ain't got no speedster on this team, but they never say like, they just are like, here, we're here. We're here to save you, Lois. And, Even though everybody's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love one. I love that Grifter because he's a 90s character. He calls Lois hot legs. I just <laughs> like, he's like, hey, hot legs. How's it going? What's how you how you doing? Sugar tits. Like, it's so I don't know. I just. I, I giggled when he said, when he called her hot legs. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Lois is like, oh, I know who you are. And I'm like, no, you don't. No one knows who these people are. <laughs> no. I, I thought that was pretty funny, too. How she just, like, hopped right in there and just named them all off. I think I was more, I think I was more for, like, the, the again, the watchers. Just yes. <laughs> not knowing who the heck these people are. Yes, it's exactly. I remember when watching it originally, I was like, I knew Grifter... I did not know any of those other characters. Full yeah. full stop. Like, I didn't know any of those other characters. And I was just like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> <laughs> and I love, like, whenever she gets, she, she's like, oh, he speaks in rhymes. Well, that's not going to get annoying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Etrigan. I love Etrigan. Like, yeah, he speaks in rhymes. And that's that's the thing, like I said, when we were talking about Sandman, it's something that like high higher level demons in the DC yeah. universe do. It's it's weird, but it's just something that they do. I, I think yeah. it's cool. Um, it's got to be a bitch though to write for him to always like <laughs> come up with rhymes. <laughs> and well, you can tell that whoever was coming up with those was not. That's not their their forte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't that great? Yeah. Um, I love. So we're jumping all over the place because this last bit of the movie kind of jumps all over the place. But the Flash eventually learns, you know, about Eobard 
He changes his suit, which I mentioned that. Like, how is he able to... He just vibrates himself, and now he's the right color yeah. <laughs> for the suit. But I love when um, he... I forget what he's doing. I think he's trying to test out, you know, because he, he gets struck by lightning again, and this time he's a, actually able to get the speed force back. And uh, he's testing out to see if he can break the, like, time barrier. But when he leaves... He does the like Batman trick, and I love yeah. that Thomas yeah. is like, "Oh, so that's what what it feels like to be on the other end of that." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a great little joke. Yeah, I did too. Um, it then shows at some point it shows Hal getting ready to like whatever use some kind of weird like alien spaceship and nuke to you know attack New Themyscira and Aquaman and all that. I love this change compared to the comic book that yeah. they more like tie it to kind of Hal's origin. Like we see Abin Sur, the Green Lantern that will eventually give Hal in like the proper universe, Hal his ring. And I like that it's his spacecraft. Yeah. And they mention about how like he, he kind of says like the Green Lantern oath, beware my power. Like that was one of the last things that Abin Sur says. And it's one of the last things that Hal says. He fortunately goes out like, they did him dirty, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets eaten by, like, a, I don't know, a fucking kraken or so. I don't know what yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so, too. And, like, the thing that, uh, that whole bit there I thought was really cool as well. And I liked the, even the scene that they had drawn in where um, they showed him standing in front of the other Green Lantern, like, and had, like, the, where still like the glass was almost mirroring, you know, yeah. allowing it to see him like inside the suit almost. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even I notice thought that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I want. Uh, it sucks that I don't know. I hope we get a eventually get a good Green Lantern story because Green Lantern is really cool. Yeah, Hal, uh, Hal, and and John. I, those are my two favorite. I don't really like Guy Gardner, but he's meant to not be liked. <laughs> um. So yeah, we eventually th they get to Metropolis and they're they're all gonna go free Superman now. And oh oh wait one second though, uh, or no is that I may be skipping ahead where Wonder where Diana finds um what's his name Trevor? Steve oh Oops. yeah, that happens early on. I didn't I didn't write anything about that, but yeah, well, go ahead. Well, the the one did I don't remember her killing him in the comic book. Yeah, I don't think they did. I think it's like alluded to that he's going to get killed. But yeah, no, uh -huh. he, she doesn't physically do it herself. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, in this one, she actually kills him. And I was like, oh, well, I guess there was no hope for that relationship. No, in this yeah. world. <laughs> I do. I do still like that, that he they put in the like, and I think Lois Lane is the most beautiful woman ever. <laughs> but yeah. instead of instead of Diana being shocked like it was in the comic, she's like, well, until you saw me, right? And he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's just funny to me. Yeah, I agree. She, uh, man, she, the way she like, she's like hanging him, it just looks uh -huh. real. Oh, yeah. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, this Diana is very much like, I don't know, just ruthless in the yeah. way she deals with things. She snapped. Yeah, literally. His neck and... Her psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we they get to Metropolis and they go to the underground bunker and we see the, like, where Superman's being held. And there's 
the same sort of like Easter egg. We see Crypto, the super dog, like skeleton. But we also see these like horrifying super like boy clones. Because in the um in the comics and like the Titans cartoon stuff, Superboy is a clone of Superman. So I don't know if that's what they're alluding to in this, but there's all these like really fucked up looking like <laughs> I don't know, the thing like failed clones like oh, I don't yeah. mean like the thing from like the Fantastic Four I mean like right. the the thing the horror movie anyway I just thought that was like terrifying and then of course yeah. we, we get the reveal of the emaciated Superman which I think they did a, they did a good job of drawing him in yeah they did that he does he looks like a he looks like an alien like a like a legit yeah. like one of the grays like the little Aliens with the round heads, black eyes. He looks very stick man. I love this. It's my favorite reveal of the story, that emaciated yeah. Superman. And which, like, so the, I guess the one thing I was kind of curious about on this is like, did just nobody ever talk to him? I yeah, because he was very, like, did, didn't speak much. Like, and it was very chopped up speech, too. Like, he was just learning the words. So, from the tie-in book, no, he is he has been talked like a lot of people talk to him while he's being held captive there. Um, because eventually there's like a subject zero that like breaks free and Superman this is like after Flashpoint when he's like free and stuff. I think I don't know, I haven't read it. But uh uh anyway, he like fights subject zero. But anyway, oh. so he has had at least in the comic book, he has had interaction with other people. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be that, like, maybe the doctors sometimes talk to him, and that's how he's at least able to understand the English. Right. Um, I love, like, I love the reveal. I also love that. I don't know if the comic did it, but they established that he's been un- not only is he not exposed to yellow sunlight, they I guess somehow reverse engineered from the pod that he was in that red sunlight is what his natural like habitat is so he's definitely like just like a normal person while underneath that bunker it's really cool like and then they they take him out and he sees the sunlight and we see those those cool you know moments where (laughs) he's like he zaps the guys and then he just (laughs) flies off and leaves them alone um there's a shot when barry is running at those uh whatever you want to call it, security guards. It's a fully CGI model that they like skinned with like cell shading to make it look like it's a 2D drawing, but it looks so awkward. And it's when he's <laughs> running and it's like slow-mo. Oh he, yeah. It's just before I think like the bullets like whiz by his head and hit his little wing tips on, yeah. the, on the side of his head. But it just looks so bad. <laughs> it's the only time <laughs> in this entire series that I'm like, he should have done something different there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I still, like I said, the the main reason I love the story is mostly the Batman stuff, but I love that, that twist on the Superman reveal. I think it's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think it's really, and like there was part of me that was kind of uh, disappointed that we didn't get, get to have the element girl, element woman. Yeah. Uh, element woman, I think. Yeah. Kind of disappointed we didn't get to see her in there. I thought that would have been kind of fun. Yeah, but they, which I was kind of glad, they eliminated all of the like spy, like how Wonder oh, Woman has yeah. a spy that's spying on like 
uh, cyborg and all that. That that wasn't yeah. even in this story. Yeah, which I'm yeah I'm definitely I'm I, I'm glad they didn't do that either. We also don't get which I loved uh, that moment that you pointed out last week, but we also don't get their <laughs> them Kramering into <laughs> yeah. or, or Kool Aid Man into Billy's apartment. Yeah, um, they're just sort of there. And I was like a little disappointed in seeing that or not seeing that. I know I, I was too. I was I was like, whenever we got to that scene, I was like, oh, I wanted to see like the wall busted down and everything. And just them <laughs> <laughs> sitting around the TV. But yeah, and, but it, it was kind of funny. I liked the like where Batman was like, just shut up, kid. <laughs> I love at the end of all that when they, you know, flashes rallied everybody mm-hmm. and, uh, He's like, do you think the bat plane can fit all this? <laughs> and uh, Bruce Thomas is like, the what? And then it's like a hard cut to, he just has a private jet that he charters. Because if you'll notice in like the background, when we see Gotham at the very beginning of the, the movie, it's there's like just casinos and stuff like that. It right. has like a, a Wayne has his own casino. And we learned that this private jet is, what he uses for like the high rollers and he charters them wherever they need to yeah. across the, the, the world. And it's filled <laughs> with like top shelf liquor. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Oh yeah. I do like, obviously he uh, puts his time and effort into other things. <laughs> yes. Um, my wife was mentioning when she was watching a little bit with me, she was like, well, at least he's not a hypocrite. Like, like Bruce is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, he's just like, no, I'm I'm like, he kills people and he does, you know, bad things. But in order to, like, take out the bad people, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it was really funny. Um, yeah. The other thing that when it's when, or uh, like before this, but when he goes and gets the gun that killed his family, it's in like a little, like, stand with oh, like a yeah. globe over it. Instead of just lifting the globe off, he smashes it. <laughs> And then takes the gun. And my wife was like, well, at least we know where Bruce got his, like, flair for the dramatics from. <laughs> That's very true. It's just, you can't just, just pick it up. You got to be all drama king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they, they fly over to New Themyscira because, like, this is it. The war is going to come to a head and it's either going to end everything or they've got to stop it. Yeah. And uh, they get shot down by Aquaman. And I forgot to mention this in last week's episode, but I was like, I really, Barry knows the weakness for Aquaman. Like, he should have shared that information with everybody. Yep. Like, hey, dry him out. Like, that's all you got to do. Like, Aquaman is weak when he's dry and he's not around water. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and then he's like susceptible to bullets and knives and stuff like that. But they, he never mentions that. And like Wonder Woman doesn't really have a weakness, but like she can be overpowered. So I'm like, right. if you take Aquaman out of the situation, I feel like they could have all teamed up and taken out Wonder Woman. Yeah. But he never mentions that. And it bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might would have bugged me too if I'd known that he knew what Aquaman's weakness was. Yeah. He's like, uh, <laughs> He's like Cassandra in that Doctor Who episode. He's like, moisturize me. Oh. Moisturize me. Like, he yeah. has to always be wet in order to, to basically be, like, super-powered. Oh. Well, again, if he can manipulate the microbes, just, he, just do it internally. 
<laughs> well, I mean, like those don't like he he will eventually dry out, so he needs to like drink water or at least be around water yeah. at some point. But yeah, um, yeah, and then like the fight happens. There's a lot of stuff that sort of happens. Yeah, um, we get in this though when eventually Billy and them turn into Captain Thunder, and there's this cool fight between Wonder Woman and and Shazam, Captain Thunder, whatever you want to call him. She uses the lasso of truth to figure out his weakness, turns him back into the kids. And then she just, it shows mm-hmm. it off camera. It's probably so it could stay PG-13, but she just kills Billy. Oh, yeah. And I was like, like damn. Yeah, I was too. I was like, holy cow. And like, but again, with the subtitles, it said like child gurgling. I, was like, oh, God, I didn't know that. <laughs> I watched it with subtitles as well, but I didn't notice that. <laughs> That's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that gave like a whole new depth there. Like, that was just brutal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was just, I was like, damn, this Wonder Woman goes hard, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, and then like whenever she actually, like, when she kills Aquaman and just straight down the spine with the spear, basically. I yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I love when, um, when Aquaman gets his arm lasered off by Superman. <laughs> That's such a cool moment for me. Yeah. Uh, like he he's tearing away at, at uh cyborg and he's basically about to kill him and then Superman yeah. shows up. I like the comic book version of how Superman shows up where he squishes Enchantress when it's revealed that Enchantress is is the um the like spy. Yeah. And, and then you just see hear the wee and Barry's like knew it and then it squishes her. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was a really funny moment, but we don't get that in this. I wish there was a version of some somehow but i get it they yeah i think they wanted superman to be more like superman where he's not like oh yeah willfully trying to murder people so yeah eventually thawne reveals himself which i love he's just he's made himself a cup of joe <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just leaning and he's like what's going on barry yeah um this has been memed so much but the like it's probably the outro for this episode, but it 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 was me, Barry. Um, <laughs> there's a funny one. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like something about like that time you accidentally came when a girl touched your leg. It was me, Barry. <laughs> I jerked you off at super speed, so you would think you were <laughs> impotent. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but yeah, Thawne is monologuing, and yeah. it's revealed that we obviously know this because we talked about it last week. But Barry went back in time to save his mom. Right. And it caused all of this. And uh, Thawne, I love, once again, I love the voice actor for Thawne. He's such a, like, bastard. And he's very sinister (laughs) sounding. And anyway, I just love it. There's also a slight twist. I don't remember. Maybe you can help me remember. But they make it to where Thawne is actually siphoning off the speed force. So that's preventing Barry from going back in time. So that was going to be my question, because, um, yeah, that that wasn't mentioned in the comic that I remember. And whenever we were just talking about it earlier, you know, and and when Barry gets all his powers back, so are we, but there at the end, Thawne is saying like, if he's there, Barry can't, uh, you know, interact or whatever, get into the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. So. But how was he doing it before? Was it was just that Thawne wasn't there? Yeah. In I think that it, realm? I think Thawne wasn't available. I don't know. Like, the, the, this is this is the why, <laughs> this is the, re, the biggest reason why I don't like 
like the flash and the speed force because none yeah. of it's really explained. It's just hand weight. It's like pim particles. It's just <laughs> sort of they'll do whatever the fuck they need it to for to, to tell the story. Thawne originally is the reverse flash, not just because he has like an inverted color scheme and he doesn't run backwards. A lot of people think that. <laughs> but uh it's because he like he uses like this negative version of the speed force. Yeah. Um, and eventually it's established that like Barry is one of the the people that can like he's almost like Ang, since we're we're mentioning Avatar. <laughs> he can kind of like take away the speed force from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was like something like that. I, I don't know, to be honest with you. It was so like confusing to me. I think they just needed it so that way, like he couldn't go back in time and immediately change it. And then obviously yeah. the moment where Batman kills Thawn. Yeah. Um, I love this more than the the comic. Like I like the where he's like, you shouldn't be monologuing in, yeah. <laughs> in a battlefield, like he says in the comic. But I love that he uses the gun that killed Bruce yeah. to kill Thawne. Because in Batman's eyes, like he's Thawne, the reason. Yeah, is the reason why my son's dead. Technically, it's Barry, but Bruce, uh, I mean, Thomas don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I love that moment. And like the the way they animate it, the way you see like a hole in his head. (laughs) Yeah. And just see you straight through it to to Thomas. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I I have to agree. Like, because you just, well, like you just hear the bang and then you just see like the blood trickling down his eyes before Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, wow. (laughs) yeah and then of course he talks with uh thomas for a bit he gives him the notes and then aquaman you know dies wonder woman kills him but in in aquaman's last dying breath he activates his like doomsday device and basically blows up the world (laughs) yeah and uh barry at one point during the fight with thawn has like a a rebar impelled in his leg so he can't quite run yet so he's He's trying to like hurry and outrun the blast. And I was just like, how is it like, I don't know. I don't understand how he was able to run, but somehow he musters the strength to, to run back. And the other change that is different from the comic book is we don't get that moment, which I'm glad. Cause I thought it was like, Oh, Hey, the world's ending, but I'm going to take this time to stop and chat with yeah. mom. <laughs> he just doesn't do that. And he immediately goes into the speed force and he's, trying to catch up with himself and you know eventually he sees his past self and his past self is like what the hell what the hell? <laughs> he's like what's going on and he stops him and we get this flash of white and you hear Barry say like I'm sorry mom yeah and I thought that was really cool just the yeah that he, it, they they didn't I agree like they didn't do that whole like stop for a cup of tea with mom kind of thing but mm-hmm. they still acknowledged it and you know still knew it was there kind of thing yeah i i I agree i I liked it a lot um but yeah then he's back in his own world or i guess it's slightly different version now um we see the new so like i said in the last episode this kind of sets off the new 52 era so we see kind of like the new 52 costumes for both batman and the flash Flash will have that red costume and instead of having just red with like yellow boots and a yellow belt, it has like this weird like yellow piping, these lines across his suit. 
Um, and you know, the they're talking. It's the same as the the comic where he's right. talking about like, I remember that world, and I still have all these memories. Like, I remember all the birthdays and stuff that I had with my mom. And he's like, "What does it mean?" And I kind of like as much as I love Kevin Conroy, I feel like there's read should have been done differently. He's he's just like working away and he's like, well, maybe it was a gift. I feel like it should have been like he stops what he's doing. He turns and looks at Barry and he's like, it it was a gift, Barry. Like, I don't yeah. know. I feel like there should have been a, a more intimate moment with Batman yeah. and the Flash. I know there's one right after this conversation where he then gives the message to Bruce. And it's one of my favorite moments with Batman in animated where we see Bruce actually cries and he tells the flash you're one hell of a messenger. And I love that line. It's basically the reason why I like the story. (laughs) Just that (laughs) one little moment between flash and Bruce. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. I think it's that, that whole scene, which we've, we talked about too before and just, it was really neat how that all, played out even though like each one of them had have gotten like some kind of soggy sweaty letters or something <laughs> <laughs> he kept it in his prison pouch <laughs> yeah they um uh in the cartoon flash they established that the flash needs to eat to have calories because he's constantly burning up like all the calories right and he makes these like super duper like high carbohydrates like bars and he keeps them in case he's like running out of energy in like a panel i don't know it's like it's almost like doctor who it's like a timey wine or not it's like a tardis kind of thing but he keeps it a panel in his wrist so he can like hit something and it opens up and he grabs one of them and Maybe that's where he keeps them. I, don't know. <laughs> I've, uh, I always want to know. I'm like, where does it? Did, did he just tuck it into the like skin tight suit? Yeah, just like an outline of like a note, <laughs> like on his bicep yeah. or something. Lord knows, you'd be able to see anything with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also love. I didn't mention this, but at the beginning, when he's visiting his mother's grave at the beginning of the movie, and he hears about the rogues attacking the Flash Museum, he leaves and he changes into his costume, but he. You'll notice he throws off his coat while like running at super speed. And I'm like, did he get that coat back? Like, what did that coat like at super speed? That coat could potentially kill someone. Like, what, uh, yeah. what happened to that coat? <laughs> well, yeah. And like, that, he, I, does he make his own, like all of his own clothes? Cause I mean, shouldn't that have just disintegrated as he was running? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, yeah, they don't ever explain that. They should. It's, I don't know. It, it everything like, Everything that he wears needs to be frictionless. If not, he's going to start a fire by just running. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like me wearing corduroys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much the end of the story. Um it's a good good little short movie. I love it a lot. I highly recommend yeah. if for our listeners if you haven't seen it for whatever reason, it's on the new Max streaming service. I think it's quite good. Um I may even, we haven't seen uh, the new Flash movie, but it may be even better than that. Yeah, there's there's a high likelihood it probably is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, well, do you have anything else, Jeremy? Um, No, I don't think so right now. All right. I I agree too. Like, it's just a a good show. I like, love that it 
kept close to the comic book and just um it was on the realms of being like I wasn't sure one of the ones if it was like gonna be one to watch with kids. <laughs> um but so I, I think it yeah, I think it could be because you know, it's just PG thirteen. Yeah. Um and they kept it to where it's not too bad. So yeah, that I think it was I agree that it was overall a, a good show. Yeah. Would you so this is kind of dipping your toe into the animated DC animated uh movies. From this movie on, I think the movies are are more connected than they were from the previous ones. Because I know Justice League, I think War, so I forget what the next story after this is. Um, it gets recommended to you, like the auto recommendation as soon as you finish oh, it. Yeah. But it's kind of like a continuation to this story. Like they don't specifically say like, hey, remember Flashpoint? But it is supposed to be like the same exact characters. Whereas some of the previous animated movies aren't like it's just a story that they're telling probably like in a different universe but uh would you would you maybe want to watch this like watch the next ones kind of thing yeah continue watching them yeah i mean like i think they are they are good um i i know we've i think we've you know we've mentioned it before like i i enjoy pretty much most of the the dc comic stuff that i've watched um they've all been pretty good to me um of course i haven't seen much <laughs> but um yeah I, I especially knowing that if it's just they're actually kind of continuing the story and compiling from there i think it would be fun to, to watch them okay cool yeah because i was just curious from a non like i know we're trying to get you to read comics <laughs> but from like a non-comic book reader and stuff yeah and like the dc movies you know aren't great on the whole so, right. <laughs> but I love these animated series and I, I constantly, like, there's this big hang up with a lot of people, at least in America, like, people don't watch cartoons because they think it's for, like, kids. And I know you you aren't that way, but yeah. a lot of people, for some reason, just don't. And they can be really good and, mm-hmm. like, have more adult-themed way of telling stories. And this is what I mean. Like, I, I point to some of these DC animated stuff because, like, yeah. it's PG-13, but I'm like, it's more adult-themed. Like, I don't think it's more, like, kitty kind of thing. Right. It's not like a Pixar movie or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely not, especially since you got a child gurgling in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, all right, if that is it, Jeremy, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitch every now and then, just streaming under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K, and you can find me here. Cool. Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter and an Instagram. You can contact me under the handle Night Curry, Night Like Day and Night, and Curry with a K. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on Twitter, you can check us out under the handle Comically Comics with an X. And yeah, with all that being said, Jeremy, (laughs) say goodbye. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Remember when you were making out with your first girlfriend and you came right as she touched your leg? It was me, Barry. I jerked you off at super speed so it seemed like you nutted at just a woman's touch.